Hey, what's up everyone? How's it going? Here we are. Welcome back. Brand new episode. Um, just listen, I'm going to be honest with you. What just happened two minutes ago? I got caught eating breadcrumbs. That's, uh, that's pretty much what, what happened. Just a thing of breadcrumbs. I saw it. I went, that looked good. And then I took a spoon. I went into the breadcrumbs. I ate the breadcrumbs. And then Zoe came in and she's like, what are you eating? And I said, breadcrumbs. And you might be wondering why. My question to you is why not? All right. Yeah, we're starting this episode off hot. Okay. We're starting this episode off with the full force of shamelessness. Why should I not be eating breadcrumbs if I want to be eating breadcrumbs? Normally, that's an ingredient. Who says it can't be the whole meal? All right. Ingredients can be ingredients. Ingredients can also be meals if you decide to make them meals. Because here's the thing. Our fridge is pretty empty. Our pantry, pretty light. I got to go grocery shopping. But guess what? That, that There's that period of time. There's that period of time between when the fridge and the pantry are running on the low side and you got to go to the grocery store and, you know, you just figure it out during that interim period. You pull, you say, let's get creative. It's really chopped in real life. The closest I'm ever going to get to chopped is that time between when I need to go to the grocery store and when I go to the grocery store. And I'm not saying I'm good at it. I'm not saying I'm making dishes that, you know, are going to get judges all excited and be like, wow, you're a phenom. Wow, you're a prodigy. No, no, I know I'm not any of those things. But it makes my stomach be like, oh, that's delicious. Now, why does my stomach do that? Because my stomach has low standards. That's the truth. My stomach, look, other stomachs may look at my stomach and be like, hey, you should demand more of yourself, right? Demand more for yourself. You should say, hey, I deserve only the best of the best. But listen, my stomach and I, we have an understanding. I'm going to give you some good stuff, but occasionally we're just going to do with with what is. And sometimes it's not traditionally considered a meal, but it's it's a fun snack. And that's that's what it was. And Zoe did ask the question. She goes, does it at least taste like you're eating bread? And the answer to that is no, it does not. Uh, it just tastes like very delicious sand. That's that's how I would describe breadcrumbs. Very delicious sand. So had a little sandy snack. Here we are. Got my LaCroix, 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 uh, Key Lime, which uh, not a fan. Um Tangerine, I think, is still top. I like lime. There's something about... I like lime LaCroix. LaCroix. Zoe, is it LaCroix or LaCroix? LaCroix. Oh, see, she went LaCroix and then went LaCroix. Okay, I'm going to go LaCroix because I feel like if I say LaCroix, it sounds pretentious. Um, But I like tangerine LaCroix. I like lime LaCroix, but why is it when you go from lime to key lime, sparkling water, all of a sudden, I'm not I'm not enjoying it. You'd think that the key lime would be the key to enjoyment, but actually the key lime is key to dissatisfaction. Uh, and then lime alone doesn't need the key. Lime is good. Lime on its own, succeeding, getting the job done, making people happy. Then you go, oh, let's throw a little key in there. Let's throw some key into that key lime. Bitch, what is this? A pie? Get the fuck out of here. No, it's water. And let me just have some lime. 
let me have some tangerine. I want things that I can pull off a branch and throw into the water if I wanted to. Now, somebody out there is going, hey, Daniel, key limes, those are a thing. There's a difference between a lime and a key lime. To you, I say, hey, okay, who cares? I stand by my statement, which is misinformed. <laughs> I'm feeling good today. If you haven't, if you haven't noticed, I'm I'm stoked. I'm getting a haircut tomorrow, which I'm very excited about. Very excited to get a haircut. It's been like four months. Hair was hair's looking long. Hair's hair's shaggy. You know, hair is uh look looking like I'm on my way to be a sommelier, right? You know, right here this 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 uh. This thing right here, looking a little Ocean Avenue-y, you know? I met a girl on Ocean Avenue. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get a cut tomorrow. I'm not gonna do anything different. Not that you care. Um, but I was very happy that it did grow back from when I buzzed it and I thought that I was losing my hair. So that's nice. Somebody actually left a nice comment on TikTok just out of nowhere. They're like, hey, by the way, your hair really grew back in nicely. And I was like, oh, thank you. Um, that's, I, I find it fascinating that somebody was just like, oh yeah, yeah, that, that, that actually worked out. Congratulations. Ah, thank you. Thank you so much for your kindness. I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, I've been wearing the beanie. Wasn't a beanie guy. Wasn't a big beanie guy for a long, 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 long time. I was a beanie guy in middle school cause I thought beanies were cool. And was it cool on me? Probably not. Probably wasn't cool when I wore a beanie in middle school. I had my Philadelphia Eagles beanie. Probably wasn't very cool. Um, is it cool now? Probably not either. Either. Whichever, you know, pronunciation you prefer. But um, it's comfy and it keeps my head warm. And, uh, you know, this is a look. This is a look. This is what I chose to put on for this podcast. I chose to put on this flannel shirt. Uh, that I probably purchased years ago, and this beanie that I got on sale for $5. And I think it's a look. I think it's a combination, all right? I think I look like, you know, maybe a skater who also enjoys farming, right? Maybe like a photographer who all of a sudden will be like, hey, look, I know how to break dance, right? You know, I look like I'm from Orange County for sure. I definitely, I throw the beanie on all of a sudden, I don't wear masks. I definitely think you throw the beanie on, that dude definitely doesn't wear masks and for sure calls people that wear masks sheep and pussies, right? That's with the beanie on. Now, that's not the energy I want to put out into the world, but there's also the comfort, you know? I feel like this right here, this is, uh, this is, this is just a comfy look. This guy, hey, he likes... Doing uh doing kickflips and harvesting corn. So here we are. Welcome, welcome to the party. Um <laughs> Yeah, I definitely feel like I, I look I look uh I look like I like country. And when I say I like country, I mean hey, I like wagon wheel. You know somebody went to college in the South if they utter the phrase, Oh my god, I love country. Wagon wheel is my shit. Uh, and I know this because I went to college in the South and for sure have said that. Oh, yeah, no, like any version of Wagon Wheel, like Darius Rucker, Old Crow Medicine Show, like whatever. Like I'm I'm in. I just I, I love it. Um, <laughs> like that's that's it. It's like, hey, bro, don't be so basic. Huh? Hey, buddy. 
don't be so basic. That's like being, that's like being, uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, love movies, big movie guy, Pulp Fiction is my shit. Some people actually consider me a film buff. Ever seen a little movie called Inception? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a real, uh, real thing to ponder on. Big food guy, actually. Um, big, big, big food guy, Steak is my shit ever heard of it it's uh it's 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 delightful listen i'm a big i'm a big turn it up a notch guy emerald lagasse is my shit all right emerald lagasse emerald (laughs) emerald is a gem pun intended get it emerald 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 Hey, we hang out sometimes. Sometimes me and Emerald, we get together. We make some linguine. We shoot the shit. I tell them, hey, you got to get back out there. Emerald, I think it's time for you to turn it up a notch again. You know what he did? I said, hey, you got to start a business. He goes, what? I said, air fryer. You can get Emerald Lagasse's air fryer, all right? You want the ninja? Cool. But you want to turn it up a notch? Bang, Emerald Lagasse's air fryer. That's the life that I live. All right. So that's where we're at. That's how we're feeling. Um, <laughs> uh, what else is uh, what else is uh, going on in the world? I um, I talked about this. I I, I mentioned this on um, on my Patreon, um, which if you haven't checked it out, Patreon slash DW Comedy. Uh, if you want to support, if you want to get some bonus episodes, uh, bonus episodes are there. Um, but. I, uh, you know, I've been on Clubhouse, on the Clubhouse app, which is great. It's fun. It's awesome. Uh, it, it's sometimes, sometimes it's just, like I, I said this, I was like, it's like a really bad podcast or just a bad panel, but in its best form, it's solid. And I, I was on there, and you jump into different rule, rooms in different topics, and one of the, the, the real trendy things right now are NFTs. And if you're on TikTok, you've heard of NFTs, all right? Non-fungible tokens, Right. And in the cryptocurrency space and, you know, in in the same way that, you know, uh, trading cards, right, sports cards, uh, Pokemon cards have appreciated in value over the years. These NFTs, these non-fungible tokens um, are also going to appreciate over time. And it reminded me of this one time that I was on a trip with Zoe. We were in I want to say we were in Idlewild. Yeah, we were in Idlewild and we so it's a cute little town, you know, it's a little place where you rent a little, you know, a little cabin, a little Airbnb cabin, you drink some wine, right? You get, you buy a few bottles of wine. Maybe, maybe you say, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to make wine out of the sap from the trees in this town, whatever you're into. Right. And I'm going to, I'm going to bring some brie. I'm going to bring some cheese. I'm going to bring maybe a, 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 a dried meat, you know, a salame, and we were there and we go into a store and the store was like, you know, it was, they were going out of business, um, sadly, but they were like, you know, things were, things were on sale and it was mostly like crystals and stuff like that. And then I looked up on a shelf and I saw like a bunch of beanie babies, right? Just like a shit ton of beanie babies. And I knew at that time that like, I had been seeing on the internet that Beanie Babies were like super valuable, right? If you've got the right ones. Like there are some Beanie Babies that aren't very rare. And there isn't a lot of scarcity. So, you know, they're not worth a ton. But there's some that are, if they're, if they're rare, 
then you can get a lot of money. And I must have spent at least 45 minutes going through those Beanie Babies and trying to Google the type of Beanie Babies that they that they were and then see if, you know, there were any rare ones there that I could get for like five bucks and flip them for, you know, however much. And I thought I found like three. I thought I found three rare Beanie Babies and I was stoked. I went, oh, these Beanie Babies are going to pay for this trip. I mean, I was so excited. Turns out I was wrong. Turns out my excitement was unwarranted. It was unfounded. Those Beanie Babies uh, were not very rare. They were maybe worth seven ninety nine. And I want to say I actually paid like nine ninety nine for each one. So, and I paid nine ninety nine because I thought they'd be like a thousand or at least a few hundred bucks. But it turns out I actually overpaid for the Beanie Babies. And then I was like, so I'm not gonna go and try to sell them for seven ninety nine. And then they're shipping and all that. Like that doesn't make sense. So they sat in like a little cubby in in our our living room for like. I don't know, three months or something like that until Zoe was like, it's way too creepy up there. Can you just put them away, please? Like I put it there as a joke and then it just stuck. Um, But yeah, you got to find those little rare ones. You got to find, you know, you got to find, you know, Gwyneth the goose with a broken clavicle. Gwyneth the goose with a broken clavicle, right? You got to get, you got to get Gary the snail. Gary the snail with a uh, with with a hemorrhoid. You get Gary the snail with a hemorrhoid. The Beanie Baby, oh, two thousand four hundred seventy-eight dollars minimum. All right, that hemorrhoid. People pay extra for that Beanie Baby hemorrhoid. That's just listen. It's just the way the market operates. That's the way the market functions. Okay, it's a free market. You can think it's ridiculous, but hey, the market will pay what the market will pay for that Beanie Baby hemorrhoid. Eh? Um, I was always bad at pig Latin. I never, I never understood it. Isn't it? You take the first like sound like the, the first syllable like, hey. So if it's hemorrhoid, what's pig Latin for hemorrhoid? Welcome to my classroom, where today we're going to discuss how to say hemorrhoid in pig Latin. Um, but yeah, isn't it like, hey? So you'd be like moraid, a hey, moraid a hey, moraid a hey. I a a have a hemorrhoid <laughs> a hey science ah uh, man so yeah that was the uh that was that was the beanie baby chronicles but uh yeah I've been on clubhouse I read something that I thought was pretty cool this week that I, I wanted to share and this is like you know on a on a more just like you know real note or whatever. I came across a article that was talking about this book uh, that I don't want to botch the name of the book. So let me let me pull out my phone because better to be safe than just wrong, I guess, one, one, one would say. Uh, the Jazz of Physics. I think that's what it is. Yes, The Jazz of Phoenix. Phoenix. <laughs> the, the Jazz of the S- Secret Order of the Phoenix. Uh, it's like a the Harry Potter book that never got released. No, The Jazz of Physics, The Secret Link Between Music and the Structure of the Universe. And this is like, let's see, this is, uh, it, it was written, written by uh, Stefan Alexander. Um, and pretty much, okay, you can look it up because there's, there's some great TED Talks on it. And I, I ordered the book and I will read it eventually uh, when my brain can wrap, wrap around, uh, 
wrap its wrap its head around it. Although I think based on the reviews, uh, the author does a really good job at sort of laying it out in layman's terms. But there's uh, there's there's a real big connection between jazz and phys- physics, and also a connection between just in general music and mathematics. Uh, I don't know exactly what those connections are on like a on a granular level because I'm just not knowledgeable enough about both music theory and music in general and then also mathematics and physics not my forte that's why i do this um but like for example like coltrane was obsessed with einstein and there's a great story in in the article that i came across and also in the ted talk if you look if you look if you look up the author of the book uh the jazz of physics um if you look up his ted talk there's a there's a great he, he talks about coltrane and coltrane's uh, obsession with Einstein and the connection between jazz and physics, uh, and specifically uh, in relation to the theory of relativity. But so there, there's the, there's this concept, right? Um, that that sort of gets laid out that I think is really beautiful. Um, essentially, there's two things, right? So one, uh, in jazz, you have the rhythm section that sort of keeps the rhythm, uh, you know, of of what's being played, and then you have the solo improviser, right? Which may be a saxophone player, let's say. And the improviser is able to improvise, right, off of and in conjunction with that rhythm section that is sort of keeping the rhythm of things, you know, going. In that same sense, there's the universe. Now, where did all of this come from? This all came from, this all started with the Big Bang, right? And the Big Bang was this small sort of, this, this small thing that, you know, expanded, right, into and you had the Big Bang. I'm I'm clearly not a very, very, very smart person, so I am explaining this as best as I can, but I, th- I think I will get the point across. Um, the Big Bang is, you know, this massive explosion uh, where, you know, and, and was the, the, the creation of the universe, and it has continued to expand and expand and expand, but theoretically goes back, contracts, contracts, contracts until there's another big bang and it expands and it expands and expands and then contracts and contracts and contracts. That expansion and that contraction of the universe is the rhythm section, right? And the universe itself is the improviser and it's able to improvise in relation to the expansion and contraction of the rhythm section. So the idea being, I think, you know, and this is the idea sort of set forth, is we have a tendency to think of things sometimes in such in such a binary fashion with such, you know, rigidity that and we, we think that there 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 are these there are these rules and there's set ways to do, you know, certain things. And this can you can apply this to, you know, different facets uh, of of your life. And I don't think it's specific to any one experience. I think you can take this idea and apply it as, you know, as, as you feel appropriate. Um, but if the universe, if the motherfucking universe is improvising out there, why shouldn't we, right? If this, this, this complex, intricate, multifaceted act of, uh, of uh, you know, chaos, but also order is improvising, and producing a certain level of perfection, right? When you really think about what Earth is and the fact that Earth is what it is and that we continue uh, we, we continue to exist despite the fact that, you know, it seems like 
in, 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 a, in a snap, we, we could be gone. We should be gone just because when you think about how small we are in, in, in comparison to the vastness of the universe, if all of that is improvising, why are we? Why are we as, as human beings limiting ourselves to how we should go about you know, doing things? Why are we thinking that the answers are maybe already there as opposed to maybe there's another answer, maybe there's another solution and pushing ourselves to finding those new things? And that's not necessarily, I'm not talking, it could be, but I'm not saying necessarily in your work or necessarily in a relationship, but also inward, you know, for, for, from, a, for, from an individual uh, perspective and actually looking inwardly and finding the answers as to, you know, who you are and what you are and your place and, you know, and all that. So I don't know. It was just a cool idea of like, there's like a nice freeing sense of like, ah, you know what? Maybe I, if I can't find solace and I can't find faith in the answers that already exist and the way that things should be done, maybe there's another answer out there. And maybe I should break out of that box to see if I can find it. So that was uh that was just a little thing. I don't I, I hope I, I hope I explained that well enough. I still please go check out the TED Talk though, because the TED Talk is wonderful and he explains it far better um than I do. I'll put it in the show notes if you want to check it out. So the the TED talk is in the show notes. It's a few different links. It's I watched like four videos. I really, I really got into it. But check it out. It's it's definitely definitely worth the time if that sounded interesting. Um but yeah, that uh that was the little 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 tidbit, a little thing that I picked up on and, and that I liked. And another thing that I, I want to share and I, I mentioned this on the, the Patreon episode, but I think it's it's worth sharing. And something that I actually picked up in a clubhouse room is, you know, sometimes I think in life, whether it's in work or in relationships or whatever, you do get to a point and you get to a place where you you find yourself hitting that wall and you find yourself having trouble pushing forward. And somebody said something that I thought was cool, which is, and it takes an act of conscious doing at the beginning, but when you start doing something, when you take on a project, you take on a job, you take on a relationship, you know, you start doing whatever, a hobby, whatever it is, asking yourself, why am I doing this? Right? What is the, what, 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 what is the reason on like a, on a, on a guttural spiritual level that I like, I want to do this and writing that down. So when you hit that wall, you can go back and there's that little reminder right there. There's that, that, that thing written in stone or in paper or in your notes app or whatever that can sort of act as a reminder of, you know, why you got into it in the first place. So those are, those are just a couple of things that I've picked up on or, you know, listened to or learned over the last week that I just wanted to go ahead and share. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's most of what's going on. Um, Ooh, excuse the burp. I apologize. Um, but yeah, I think that is the end of this week's episode. Uh, I really appreciate you tuning in as always. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope, uh, 
you know, I hope things are good with you. I hope you and your loved ones are staying healthy. And as always, if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you can subscribe and leave a rating or a review. If you're on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel and, you know, share this podcast with anybody that you think might enjoy it. Uh, But as always, I, I really do appreciate the support. I appreciate you listening in. I look forward to seeing you next week with a brand new episode. But till then, be good, be kind, and I will see you next week. Bye.